Hi everybody, welcome back to 17 Karat K-Pop and the latest Stray Kids dedicated episode, everything there is to know about this comeback. Then we'll get to tie-ins to previous eras. However, I do also want to start off with a quick reminder and a humble brag about some of my past theories. What I said to look out for in terms of the music video ongoing narrative in past eras, what I told you to keep an eye out for in future eras too. I want to remind you because I'm quite proud of myself and what I said you should look out for. First of all, I told you all to keep in mind that each Stray Kids trilogy, each group of albums in a series, those series are each showing an example, I theorize, of an alternate universe. So in the Stray Kids multiverse, each era is them considering what it would be like if they pursued that is their full-time reality. They're choosing and exploring one realm after another. I also think time travel is involved. There's sort of a time loop of sorts, and over time, they've learned how to do more with that. So more active than passive when it comes to stopping time, speeding it up, slowing it down, etc. And they're enjoying the messiness. There's a deep lesson there about being okay with getting lost, being a stray kid, going astray. Not all who wander want to be found. And embracing the journey, that's what they're all about. That's why they had the whole yellow wood era about the road less traveled. So dealing with a multiverse and time travel, those are the main things. I said notably, always keep your eyes out for the appearance of cars. Maybe the crash scene was symbolic of going too fast. They're all about pacing yourself and symbols of that. I also said keep an eye out for candles, often associated with a birthday cake, making a wish, which I theorize now, blowing out a birthday candle is like teleporting, that's their key to get to a different dimension, or maybe correct something in their current one. Still thinking about my theory about that, but yeah, birthday candles and the cars, always notable. And I said keep an eye out for three main characters who seem to have extra important central roles in the story. Hyunjin, Felix, and Lino. Previously I said that because of Felix and Hyunjin's obvious main character roles, and Lino seemed to be associated with many important symbols and stuff that I broke down in past episodes. So then I was like, I don't know what it is, but I just think keep your eyes on Lino, that he's central too. And I was right! In this era it totally proves he's part of the core three shaping the narrative. For this Rockstar era, they really did one-up themselves. They've always had quite cinematic era teaser trailers, but they gave us the whole frickin' short film. So this is around 10 minutes long, it's called Stray Kids Flicks, and it was just one of several, but the longest, pre-release teaser video. So the story laid out in this 10-ish minute preview is that Lino's main character is Mingho, and Felix's is Yeonbuk. But just to avoid confusion, I'm gonna keep calling them Lino and Felix. Lino starts this video with a noticeable cut on his face, which he also had while he was by flames in line next to a car back in the Be Me era. Very notable. In that video also, Felix had this role associated with a role of film. He was associated with photographs, memories, etc. That video also saw the members shooting hoops together, Lino and Hyunjin together in a crucial scene. The symbolism in the Be Me video, super relevant again. So anyway, he seems to kind of wake up and the next scene is him talking and walking with Felix. And they just have a nice talk together. Felix is wondering, what's up? Why'd you miss class? You actually would have done great in art class today. Don't sell yourself short. 
Lino has a very profound answer when asked about his real dream of being an actor. Like, why do you want to do that? And he says something quite poetic about feeling free, like he can become anyone as an actor. He also said he feels like when he sees actors that he wants to emulate, it's like he gets to see the whole world outside of the window. Outside of the window is the direct quote. That's notable because elsewhere in this teaser content, there is a key setting where half the wall is window. Like, the whole left side is window, the whole right side is just wall. And Felix is associated with lingering in that place, between the window and the wall. But symbolism aside, it's just a profound way to think, I want to be an actor because that's when I feel most free to be myself, kind of, ironically, outside of labels. So they talk about that deep stuff, their futures, their dreams, while two other guys see them. And these members basically cast Lino on the spot. Han and Soon Min are debating who should star in their next movie. They see Lino and they're like, he's perfect. In hindsight, I should have realized, oh, they can't even see Felix. Like, literally, they don't mention him. They're like, I found the star of the show, but they don't bring him up at all. Did not realize the implication there until later on in the video. Anyway, so Hyunjin still has a main role. He is the lead casting director, calling the shots, watching audition tapes, preparing for this. So some of the members play the people pitching the movie, some members play actors in the movie, others play the sounding board type people, judges, hearing their pitch. And the majority of the time, the rest of this short film is about the short film within the film. The cast putting together a movie, trying take after take to get a special effect to work, as they film in a gym by a basketball hoop, like in the past video. And it's notable, too, that they're filming scene 32. Keep 32 in mind for later. They finish the movie. Lino sits next to Ian in this otherwise empty auditorium to watch the final product. But by the end, he's like, where's Felix? He's not here, literally, or in the movie. And Ian is just like, who's Felix? So Lino is freaking out. All of a sudden, his best friend is nowhere. And in the movie, the dialogue at the end is about not much time left, I have to leave this realm pretty soon. So I think you get where this is going, that Felix is either imaginary, a ghost, or just flat out a dimension hopper that not everyone can see. At least in this dimension, only Lino can see him. And the movie is possibly one of the dimensions that could be real. Like, the situation in the movie where he has to go back somewhere undefined, but he has to leave soon, that premise is playing out IRL. Lots to think about. Lino frantically goes to look for Felix, sprints out of the auditorium, rushing past the group of guys who worked on the movie with them, the other Stray Kids members, who were approaching to surprise and wish a happy birthday to Lino or Ian. Unclear but they're sneaking up to present a birthday cake to someone. But he just runs past like, where is Felix? And they're like, who's Felix? After some running and freaking out, he does see Felix just sitting there on the bench where he fell, where Lino fell earlier. Just waiting for him like he was in that area where they decided to get up and go take a walk together. So it's almost like a time loop, and we're right back to the starting scene where they go on a walk that preceded making the movie. Then by the end of the movie, he's disappeared, but he finds him again, back where they started. It's like a cycle. Felix notably has a main role in this mashup video, this teaser video too. He stands on this mini stage, surrounded by microphones. That's both the starting and closing image. 
Other notable moments, a ton of very blink and you'll miss it ones, including Hyunjin lying on a red floor, Lino smashing a glass wall, Ayan on a high-speed car ride, and a lot of time interacting with the camera, looking right into it, kind of tilting their point of view. At one point, someone's falling backwards into this literally dark space. The sense of, this is all just a movie, this is surreal, that is very apparent. The Megaverse track video makes the multiverse of it all more obvious and confirmable than ever. It does start with the image of something aflame and smashing through a glass wall in slow motion. We see Hyunjin again, back in front of a wall of CCTV monitors. Ayan is in this office setting, the lights outside flickering. There are these empty, gray, maze-like walls that to me brought to mind the plain space where the whole story started back in the District 9 era. It's very interesting that the guy who falls to the ground is a new character, not a Stray Kids member. This is a new character, an older man, who slow-mo falls backwards in this story, and Lino just stares down at unsympathetically. Many questions about him. I think for now, though, most worth flagging is just the fact he's there. Like, I don't remember them ever having a main key presence of any other person, period, in a Stray Kids video. It's always just been them as the sole characters. I mean, unless you count, like, the cute fuzzy creatures. But the only other humans were them, key to the story ones. And now we have this man, like he's fallen through a portal opening, an unsealed corner of one universe or something. Like he just tripped and fell into another dimension. The Leave track video is also called the Stray Kids Flicks sequel video, where everyone is happily running around together, but walk right past Felix, who then lights a candle and presumably makes a wish. The official Rockstar prologue film has the members narrating, and the main character is actually another different person, a little boy and the other members of his marching band, getting ready for a recital backstage. And they're lined up in quite a symbolic space, with one big red wall that forms cracks in it, and then to the left, a bunch of posters about rocking out. So like, show us what you have, rock out, live your best life. On one side, the other side is literally cracking and crumbling. And the Stray Kids members are apparently just the audience members watching this band performance that does not start. They get on stage and that's the end of the video. But before that, this boy has really creepy dreams, weird nightmares with a ton of flashing images, scary clowns on the school bus, slow-mo fighting, glass shards flying everywhere, the pirate ship, chaos ensues on the ship, and also notably, Felix on that ship rests his hand on this newspaper. It's very hard to make out the blurred image on the front, but I think it's supposed to be an article with him in it. And in past eras, his character was in wanted posters, missing person, ads and stuff in the paper. Him in the newspaper, when they're in a scene together, that is notable. Then there's a very meaningful scene where the Stray Kids members stand together, presumably in this kid's visions, nightmares, dreams, whatever, in his head. They're in a scene with more of those plain walls and with that school bus in the corner. The one from District 9, the one from the clown scene in the same video, and the key to all this. Back in District 9, when they basically first drove into a new dimension, smashing glass, breaking through a barrier. Another notable part of that video, this new one, is that they look up at a giant clock with this magical glow around it, and the clock says it is 325. That is their debut date, nice, March 25th, 
And the three and the two are notable because 32 is the movie making scene they were working on. Just saying. The point, I think, is not so much the number itself, but the fact there is a connection. The connections are the point. That these different worlds, what happens in one is affecting what's happening in another. It's also notable that this video starts with it being 325 on the clock. And then later, again it's 325, yet in between, they say it went from like 25 minutes to showtime to 5 minutes to showtime. At some point, time just paused. It was going normal speed, presumably, then it stopped. The voices that narrate the nightmare slash dream, I can't do the voices, I'm not going to try, I'll just use my voice, but I do want to recite the monologue they gave, because it's an intriguing intro to what the heck's going on here. But yeah, in the video, they say it much more comically, in a wide range of voices, tones, evil laughs, and the whole nine yards. They, they didn't hold back, they committed to the part. Quote, It's almost time for the concert, yet this child is still sleeping. Should we wake him up? It seems like he's deep in the sweetest dream. Now, will this beautiful dream continue forever? Absolutely not. It looks like we're getting closer to showtime. How will the child's concert end? The emotions within me will begin to rouse. I get so angry when things don't go my way. What should I do? That anger can sometimes turn into anxiety, but there's no need to be too afraid of it because the anxiety is something we create ourselves. We believe that you'll do great if you can go beyond these emotions and enjoy those moments. Of course, it won't be easy at all. Look, the children are coming on stage. Let's show them how we rock, unquote. So it seems like that is a pep talk they're giving you or someone, not the little kid. They're like, let's learn from this kid's situation, but they're not actually talking directly to the kid. They basically found a way to just give a lesson about life there. Sweet, innocent, dreamlike days will not last forever. You'll grow up, become more cynical, and life will have twists and turns and negative emotions, but you can handle them and remember that they weren't always there, and therefore they won't always stay. They're temporary, and you can ride the wave and show the world still how you rock. It's a new way to frame what they've been saying throughout their whole discography. Like the video premise of them sometimes kind of breaking the fourth wall, they did that again with another preview video. This pre-release video was just them out of character, just talking about the making of the album. So I want to recap some of the most interesting things they said there. One is just the overall theme of this comeback. The symbol in the title that for them now means Rockstar is the name of the album. That is the Chinese symbol for the word pleasure. So the overall theme of this comeback is what brings you pleasure in pursuing that. And it's interesting that they said this is about their personal definition of rock. Like rocking out, being a rock star. It's about a spirit, a state of mind, way more than an actual title, category, genre, etc. Living like a rock star, what does that mean personally to them? It means doing what brings you pleasure without self-consciousness or regret. Han compared the video story to Inside Out, the movie. Quote, in the end, pleasure is the biggest emotion, and it enables us to go on with our lives, unquote. That is the motivating force that fuels them, that sustains them. And Diane said, quote, those who can have fun are the true winners. That's my motto and the story lined up with it, unquote. The video is described as about an expanding universe and summed up as, quote, about a clash of emotions and ultimately pleasure wins, unquote. 
So pleasure wins, meaning Lino did pursue his passion that his possibly imaginary friend Felix encouraged him to. And this little boy, he did go on stage for the big performance just by having a bad dream right beforehand. So pleasure is winning. They won't let things, tough times, rob them of their joy. Again, it's that we're going to embrace being stray, being lost, message. La 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 was actually made back in November 2022. It was almost a B-side on 5 Star, but they replaced it with Item on that track list and saved this for now. Another song that was made quite a while ago, Leave. Chainbin wrote that one over a year ago because he said it just felt like it was meant to be released in the fall. It was an autumn-ready song. Now that we're in November, it is more like a winter song, I would argue, but I digress. I'm not going to wait another year for it to be perfect to release it. In classic Stray Kids Choice, the title has a double meaning. It's meant to represent leaves, like autumn leaves, and be about leaving, like a verb. Felix said he appreciates that people have given him such positive feedback for his drama, his acting in the mini-movie, but he admits he wants to do something lighter and more comedic next time, which I'm totally down for. The next multiverse should be full of laughs. Let's do it. Cover Me is the first B-side Hyunjin wrote, a very personal song, asking for someone to hide something from your view that's painful, hoping for an out-of-sight, out-of-mind effect. Suman actually said he found a lonely day Hyunjin had as a good source of inspiration to bring this song out of him. And they actually went with the first take. They did some of Cover Me, but they didn't have to do that many takes, and eventually they just chose the first one anyway. And again, it's an interesting double meaning. Cover Me as in, like, hug me, embrace me, and, like, get that out of my sight. Yeah, they clearly do put so much of their real stories into this stuff. Very layered stories. Champion, I think, had a great analogy during this mini-documentary of sorts where he compared their album eras to, like, kindergarten through high school. Like, each one just showed a natural evolution change to a new phase of storytelling. But always still them, their story. And of course, who you are in high school is not who you were in kindergarten. So Stray Kids Music now, it's not what it used to be, but it's still theirs. They also proved to be just so good at working together and being hands-on in their own work, not just through this documentary, but proving that like with Hyunjin's answer, because he said he had some schedules outside of Korea to attend to, so he just left a note saying, here's how I want that song done, please finish it, change it in this way, and they did, and when he came back, he was like, love it, this is exactly what I was hoping for. So even when they can't work together, they work together so well. They worked really hard, paying attention to choreography detail too. They said they do encourage short little social media dance challenges, but they also said they hope people try to just dance to or recreate the moves to full-length versions of the music too. For something different, they tried to speed up instead of add a dramatic pause during the song Megaverse. So pay attention to that and other pacing changes. They always try to change up the littlest details. They really went big with dancers this time, so they had like a drone director, a drone operator, needed to film and get everyone in the shot. And they wanted to show a video where they run around and get lost, and encourage you to find your own way to get lost too. I love this quote from Han. This isn't just about us. We just happen to be standing in front of the camera. That sums up everything about this group. This isn't about us. We're just the ones who happen to be with a camera in front of us. They are like stray kids everywhere all around the world.
He was specifically talking about Blind Spot, a song that means a lot to him that he got super emotional making. And he said it's about kind of, it's not what it seems. Sometimes there's something going on that's hidden from another person. He viewed this song as kind of acknowledging people who are overlooked and their role in your success, your story. Lino, though, kind of framed it more about the group. Quote, we're not asking for sympathy, but we just wanted you to know what's going on. Unquote. The sense that they still are always in competition mode and nervous about their future, trying to top themselves, the pressure of fame and their status. That still is something they deal with, even if they look more confident than ever on stage. Lastly, Suman had a great quote. The present is both the most enjoyable and the most challenging. And it's also when I feel the most pride. So instead of worrying, I just want to enjoy the present, unquote. The present is the most enjoyable and the most challenging because it's all we have. It's of course going to be the best and the worst. That's just a really thought-provoking thing to remember. That's why you have to enjoy the moment because there's nothing else to enjoy. The moment is all you have. That's what everything is, just a moment. And so this mini documentary of sorts ends with the request that you listen with that in mind. That you should just feel along for the ride, ready to just enjoy. Find what brings you pleasure, and life is too short to worry about categories, stereotypes, what others think of you, what you feel the need to conceal, hiding your emotions. Life is too short to worry about any of that. At the end of the day, focus on what is keeping you staying strong, which are your sources of pleasure and passion. It's a beautiful message and very par for the course for them, and totally explains their mass appeal because they're invested and that shows in the music that they were format-wise, technically, musically, and just thematically, emotionally, narratively invested. They give their all to this work. They work so great as a team, great synergy, and that message is so universally applicable. We are all stray kids who help each other stay. So knowing this multiverse context and better appreciating the work that's gone into crafting this musical world, now in hindsight, things look much different if we look back at certain moments in their prior eras. The pre-debut Elevator laid out the theme of feeling like you don't have a map, no sense of direction, no compass, and that's framed as a scary thing. You just are on an elevator to hell. But they ride the elevator to a bright place, a bright forest where they run around, laugh and goof off together. They found joy amid hell, basically, with other people, not being alone. In District 9, like I said before, they broke through into a new realm. And saying about, you know, I don't know myself yet. I'm still growing and changing. Who are you to tell me who I am? How would you even know? And they continue to sing about growing pains and not knowing who you even are. And I am who as well. Like voices question. That identity crisis continues but has a key breakthrough in I am you when they realized more of themselves through other people. Again, that sense of we're in this together is a constant source of their motivation. Being a stray kid is not the scary picture it seems to be when everyone else is there too, trapped in this confusion. So it's a fitting moment when the Elevator video couch is back in this video, as well as the start of this throwback film reel, lyrics about space and time, linking up, these hints at starting a clock over. Then it seemed metaphorical, now knowing the multiverse premise seems more serious. Then we had the Miro era, Miro meaning mirror in French, where they did seem to go to a new world, this one in the hands of wealthy, corrupt, greedy elites that they tried to overthrow. 
They felt victorious, but then they were back to a sense of wanting to go back in time. In the somber party setting of 19, in the sauna dressing a fear of time's passage like Chronosaurus, that sense of being on a scary road less traveled is of course part of Yellow Wood, but Levantar ended that series with a more upbeat message of embracing the fact you can, if you're lost, still have time to find yourself. The exciting process of being found is still ahead of you. The best is yet to come. And you can still write the end of your story. After all, they sing in Double Knot, quote, Life is a five-star movie. It's not over yet, unquote. They do go through kind of a new world. The camera zooms in through a keyhole and shows these fields on the other side. So we're peeking into a new realm of possibility and they pass through this doorway, super meaningful in Levantar. Again, they embraced experiencing new worlds, being adventurous in Astronaut, where Felix glitches in and out. Felix's presence is shaky. And Hyunjin has this mysterious techno ball in his possession. Maybe a Time Turner related device? The In Life era trailer had so many key notable details. One being that the fact they stared down these guards in groups. In one group together, Hyunjin, Felix, and Lino. The close up of the guards' watch also seems intentional. The new doorways that literally passed by them, the way the members teamed up and formed this emblem, putting their literal puzzle pieces together. Togetherness is opening up new worlds. But again, they have that message of we're exploring new worlds, but all still by being ourselves, bringing our unique traits and skills to the table, celebrating our differences while we are teaming up, being in unison and embracing individuality, not mutually exclusive. We see that in that trailer with Felix in the woods and everyone else in their own setting with their own prop or theme. Felix's theme is being in the woods, like the woods outside his window in the new video. The one maybe Lino referenced, a window to the world beyond your own. You might remember earlier, I mentioned how in a new video, there are new characters plus Hyunjin on a red floor. The video for Backdoor indicated new worlds are near with the Monsters Inc-esque amount of moving doors, Lino pulling a lever, calling the shots, and there is a red lit room as well as a red carpet. I already talked about Be Me, that is very relevant still. The video for Annie showed a speeding car, the glowing object. The Ordinary trailer had that wanted poster, Felix going through scenes with the birthday cake, the photographs, headlines about him going missing. Hyunjin approaches him and asks him if he wants to be ordinary, odd and ordinary. Normalize your oddities. Become a new person in a new world. Then we see a close-up of a hand unlocking a padlock. Hyunjin pushes Felix out the window. I'm skipping over a lot of the plot, but these are the biggest points. The glass breaks, the padlock, the glass, the breaking and opening into another world, breaking through another layer of reality. Also note, the action of that trailer unfolds when the clock says it's 225. So the action in the new era, 325. But when Hyunjin and Felix's characters first really had a face-to-face -face interaction, they were talking about, do you want to be ordinary or not? Do you want to come with me or not to this dimension? That was the hour before, I think in the same day. 
more glass shattering is notable in Freeze, especially because Hyunjin shoots the screen. And further videos would keep that up, that literally breaking the screen, looking like they're staring right at the camera, interacting with the audience, breaking the fourth wall. They actually have a lyric about breaking the fourth wall and all the walls in one of the new songs. Hyunjin is clearly back to villain status in the Maxident era trailer, where Ayan blows out a flame, and there are more slow-mo moments, kind of like a memory is playing back in front of their eyes, where the members just goofed off and played together. Now, the meta concept is becoming more overt. And with Case 143, we saw the literal split screen, the incorporation of more animated elements to the story, the changes in one part of a split screen affecting the other, literally restarting, rewinding a tape, unplugging a plug. Like, they're really in the show and affecting the show if it continues. They're also in the office plotting, like they were in the office behind the scenes making the show in the new content. Lino, again, jumps through a screen, glass shattering, and the members play roles, more overtly, different detectives and cops. I think the main detail from Chill is when Felix has that tiny flame in his possession again, that he puts a glass container over, like he's preserving, saving this wish for later. Give me your TMI, very big for the plot. The security camera footage, the conference room discussion, the secret file passed between Felix and Lino. That definitely felt like a moment where you see that in one dimension, Felix and Lino can be friends. In another, they're maybe accomplices in some shady behavior or only working together because they have to. Maybe they hate each other's guts. Their relationship is professional, not personal here. Or maybe they were just playing the role of adversaries. Because in that same era's video for Superboard, some of them are watching those antics unfold on TV. Like, they are not in the action. They are in the dimension where they are just viewers. More glass in a window breaks, always notable. And the birthday cake is now with Hyunjin, before it explodes, like a bomb. Notably in the new content, there is also a bomb. Sorry, I forgot to say that earlier. It doesn't go off or anything, but that being in a past video and going off, that made me think super bored in the chronology is actually after the new video. Like, the bomb didn't go off in the Rockstar era. It went off earlier during super bored. Then they really do literally put on a show with Circus, the son of that name and the premise. In that realm, Felix is a super-powered flamethrower magician extraordinaire. And they definitely still, split-screen style, interact with each other. What happens in one scene overtly affects the other. In the five-star trailer, Felix is directing traffic and freaking out drivers because he keeps popping up by random windows. So I think this is one of the realms his character is a ghost in, or at times not visible, and then he can make himself visible and scare the daylights out of people. I would also note in the five-star trailer, Hyunjin's evil persona is still there, the fact that Bang Chan is playing instruments on a stage, like in the auditorium, the little kids perform in now. So the production is now extending to not be just a movie, but making live theater programming too. 
They're back to plotting, drafting a project in an office in S-Class, which shows Felix glitching in and out of a dimension again. Like in one dimension, for a minute, he's just chilling by a public pool. The next, he's back in this havoc-wrecking, octopus-type monster, scary movie scenario. There's also a flying car, super notable. Now we have to talk about La La La, which was part pirate adventure. Would love to see them go just full pirate core someday. Part pirate core, part back to that setting, the school band performance. Here is my interpretation of the video. The La 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 video, I think, is several shows in one to show that the world is their stage. Again, multiverse related, so literally, the world is their stage. There's for the making, for the directing. Hence why the map just disappears in this video. It's time to draft their own map. Literal and just figuratively, the boundaries of the stage are not present. Like, the whole video is like a big one-take scene, so there's no way to distinguish between backstage rehearsals and front stage performance. But it is all kind of part of a show. Then again, in a universe, again, this is my theory, in a universe working with a different timeline of them in childhood, I think that is what the group of band members are, them as younger kids in the past. So the past world is the world in this video. They, at the end, literally look up to and give like a send-off. Kind of just salute this now literal cloud thought bubble of their youth. So they're kind of bidding adieu, at least for now, to that dimension. Their past selves, they've both given advice and freaked them out. (laughs) They've made sure those younger versions of themselves experienced both ups and downs and came out stronger. And now that they know in the present, past them would turn out okay. When the present them was still just future them, now that they have faith they'll turn out okay, ups and downs included, they can make peace with what they've done and stop interfering in the past. They no longer feel a need to pave over rocky roads for their younger selves. They trust their younger selves will make it through. They don't need too much interference to make it out okay. So now, in the present, they can just focus on pleasure. They also, again, did take inspiration from Inside Out. And that story has different emotions as the names of different characters. So this video is not just to show that waves goodbye to the dimension holding their childhood memories like a time capsule. It's also bidding farewell to certain emotions that lost a battle of sorts. Like anger, they've overtly said, disappears in this video. Anger combusts. The only remaining winner emotion is pleasure. This carefree, let's just live our lives for us as we define them, as we pace them attitude. Meaningful details in the video, besides the overall premise that I view the video is playing out, see for yourself, let me know what you think. But other big symbols are the fact their special number, 325, is on the school bus, in the school bus again, a nod to their debut eras. The sense of surreality, not knowing what's a show and what's not, that's really exacerbated with the pirate ship and constant flames. Flames keep popping up as they dance, like they're performing at a concert. But the pirate ship implies they're underwater. Then there are the Joker-esque clown mask wearers, who I think might actually be them from another dimension. One of the dimensions is them cosplaying as people who feel the need to hide their true selves with masks to fake putting on a happy face. 
Basically, in this video, I think they dance with, perform for, and pay tribute to versions of themselves from different timelines and dimensions all at once. I also find it meaningful. The literal red flags in this video seems very purposeful to have red flags to make you stop and think. I love the lyric, there's nowhere to hide, we just crash. We're exposed out in the open, you know what's up, you know what's happening, so let's just embrace it. So they do. They turn red flags into their special props, no longer symbolic of just a, a warning. They have these beautiful, subtle ways they nod back to past eras with song titles and lyrics that feel very both direct and accidental. Like when they have the line, so sick, in this song, and they say, face the noise of the world, reminding me of the noisy album. They naturally keep referring back to past motifs, past themes, because like I said before, this is still their story, just naturally changing a bit. But the part of the story, the root of it has always been them, so that's still there. So of course, they're going to intentionally or not bring to mind those past eras. So I love seeing them be themselves, as usual, and saying things like, quote, throw away the needless formalities. There are no boundaries in enjoying ourselves. A joy so great it's immeasurable, unquote. They're done trying to define anything. A lot of it's unquantifiable, an explosion of emotion, an explosion of seemingly contradictory themes at once, like water and fire. They're done caring, if it makes sense. Once you know you're living in a multiverse, I do think you give up pretty quickly any attempt to fully focus on logic. Now anything goes. I love that the song ends with the lyric, here we go, and so does the full album. Because after the Megaverse and La 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 songs, they say, here we go, like gear up for the adventure. And then they end with the La 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 rock version. So again, that song, and we end the album period with a reminder, let's do this. I know I didn't really do a play-by-play -play of the new video, but that's because there is so much I hope you just think about in your own ways that I don't specify. And again, the logic is intentionally absent at times. This is definitely beyond breaking the fourth wall, like the lyric attests, because not only do they do that salute to the thought cloud of sorts that look into the auditorium setting where their younger selves are, but the audience is still visible facing the band. So they face the audience and the band. The audience faces stray kids in the band. So both ways, two audiences at once. Yeah, the perspective is layered. One more thing I'll say. I do think what you need to keep your eyes out on going forward in this universe are the, the same themes as always. Markers of time and place. In every meaning of the word, nods to their younger selves. What color flags they use what the perspective is, like who's the audience, who's the performer, are they both at once? And keep an eye out for that creature that appears briefly in this video. This giant overpowering ominous creature who appears, almost like you imagined it in a blink and you'll miss it moment. That feels like the master evil puppeteer character who probably will be directing the movement of those evil clown mask wearing versions of themselves in the future. So I think the guy who's kind of out to get pleasure is this guy trying to steal it from them. So expect a reappearance of this villain in the future. 
I'm so thrilled to be on this ride. It's anyone's guess where the story goes from here, but it will just be so exciting. So many new questions I have following answers. An endless story keeps expanding. So exciting. So I hope you agree. Enjoy this new era. I certainly am. Thank you all for tuning into the show today, and feel free to let me know your thoughts on this release as well. Remember, directly in Spotify, if that's where you're listening, you can actually just share your thoughts right there in a comment box. Otherwise, always happy to get feedback via my website or on socials. Till next time, thank you all again so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you all again very soon. Bye, everybody!